Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Braves reporter, Mark Bowman. And, Mark, the Braves coming off a sweep of the Padres. First time they've done that since 2008. Playing good baseball right now and also scoring some runs. At least seven runs in five straight home games. That was somewhat historic for this team. What's going on with this lineup and, and why are things suddenly clicking with it? You know, I, I think it is a combination of things. It's easy to look at the timing of when this offense took off. I and then point to Matt Kemp's presence. You look at the numbers. It is, OPS is around a 768. The numbers don't jump off at off the page, but at the same time, just putting that right-handed power bat in between Freeman and Marcakis, um, who had already you know been been hot for a while uh, before Kemp's arrival. Uh, just, I think that adds something to it, and I think Freddie Freeman hit the nail on the head yesterday when he said, hey, look, this, this is also a, has a lot to do with in, under uh, NCRT's success there at the uh, top of the lineup. You know, He's getting on base consistently, proving to be that catalyst that they envisioned. And, uh, you know, it, it, this, is, this is as good a, uh, if, at least for one month, you know, one through four that we've seen. Look, Adonis Garcia probably never did, uh, should be a number two hitter, but they don't want to put Dansby in that spot right now. But as you look ahead towards next year, and you see that you know if you've got NCR day back, uh, put Dansby Swanson in the two hole, and and Freddie and and Kemp maybe three four, or if they go out and get a power bat, another power bat, maybe they would put behind Freddie. Uh, you you see how this could be a uh, a much longer lineup than we've seen the last couple of years. So the hitting is going well. The lineup looks good. You look at the pitching, and you got to be impressed with what's happened here, Mark, with Matt Whistler. Obviously sent down to AAA. He was having all sorts of problems at the major league level. He goes down. Apparently he worked on it because he's come back up and first time out, eight innings, two hits, and earned run. He flirted a little bit with a no-hitter. And then second time back out, six innings, four hits, another just single earned run, and he struck out ten. What's the biggest difference been with Matt Whistler? You know, I think he's always had the stuff. He, maybe he's, maybe his slider's been a little bit more consistent uh, just because he's thrown it more aggressively. That, that's been the key. This kid is very intelligent. Uh, he, maybe, maybe at times he was too smart for his own good. Maybe he was overthinking some situations, uh, trying to be too careful. Uh, I think that aggression level, the wake-up call from, from being sent to Gwinnett, uh, maybe just – 
something clicked. He's, you know, look, this is a very mild mannered kid. I mean, you're well welcome him into your home at any time. I mean, he's just, he's just uh, the the kind of guy that, that, you know, he's not going to strike fear into anyone. But if he pitches with the edge that he has the last two games, um, you know, that that's what could take him to that next level. It's it's similar. Well, it's actually for, with Mike Fultonevich, It's also been that just that mental. Uh, aspect. He's he's allowed previous pitches to affect the next pitch, previous results to affect the, the next inning. Uh, it, it's basically, I, I think that what, what they've shown is that sometimes young pitchers can get in their in their own heads too much, and uh, and it can be um, you know detrimental to their development. So, uh, with with Matt Whistler, I, I would say that of the two, Mike Fultonevich, I'd, I'd say his overall stuff is a, is a step better, but if you look at what Whistler can do, if his slider's working, if he can develop this change up a little bit more, then, then all of a sudden now, now you're looking at him as maybe a solid number three, possibly a two. Uh, per, you know, in terms of just pure stuff, there's no doubt they have the among the pitchers in Atlanta right now that these two have the the best pure stuff. I mean, while Julio Tehran knows how to compete. He's not a, you know, he doesn't have the weapons that these guys have. Now, what they can do with these weapons remains to be seen. Another guy, as far as young pitching goes with this team, is obviously Aaron Blair. Uh, returned on Sunday, struggled again, um, and I guess they're going to pull him from the rotation. How uh, the, the mechanics of the issue, Mark, it seems like maybe a little bit mental as well. Um, but if the Braves just kind of decided that it's not something he's going to be able to work out every fifth day in the rotation. Yeah, you know, the thing is, they make the trade for Aaron Blair, and you hear, oh, he's 94, 95 with, with sink. Uh, he arrives at the big league level, and all of a sudden he's 90, 92. We heard that he's, he's the velocity came back when he got back sent back down to the minors. He shows up back in San Francisco last week, and right out of the gate, you're, you're 91, saw a couple 93s. Uh, I just don't think we see the conviction with, with the way he's pitching here at the big league level either. Um, he he himself said he's got to get a little bit tougher, and I, I think that's the key. I mean, I, you see a little bit of uh, a timid approach, especially when he gets in trouble. Um, and so, you know, maybe they just need to toughen him up a little bit, or how you, using his own words there. Uh, but maybe, you know, I, I, Roger McDowell says he's he's got some mechanical things he wants to work on. The hope is that Aaron Blair makes at least another start or two at some point this season if they can get him right. Because you don't want to go into the offseason as a team wondering who Aaron Blair is, and you don't want Aaron Blair going into the offseason um, you know, wondering where he stands with the organization or where his his future is, is heading. So you'd like to give, give him a little bit of confidence. At this time last year, you got to remember Matt Whistler got sent to the bullpen. It ended up just being one appearance, but he finished the year strong, came back this year, started strong. It, you know, the one thing you fans get sick of hearing during a rebuild or, you know, when young pitchers are coming up, young players, you to keep, they're sick of hearing, uh, you know, how they go through these growing pains. But at the same time, it's a reality. You know, everybody, most everybody goes through them. You, you see the, the Mets pitchers, uh, while many of them had, uh, you know, maybe uh, more instant success than these guys are having. And I'm not trying to put them all on the same level. I'm just, you know, comparing uh, that from a development, developmental standpoint, may, maybe that you know now you, you've got Degrom and Syndergaard, and now they're going through uh, what what they would what would be their growing pains after they've had uh, uh, success uh, first. Where 
it, it never comes instantly here at the big league level. Let's put it that way. Rosters expanding, and obviously a lot of the talk around the Braves is whether or not Ozzie Albies will be called up in September. I would think chances are pretty good that he will, and he's also been named to uh, the AFL, the Arizona Fall League, so he'll end up there in October into November representing the Braves. Um, but a, a cool call-up story this week for the Braves, I think, Mark, is, is Jed Bradley, um, a guy that was a former first-round pick of the Brewers, um, that it almost seemed like the Braves kind of got him off the scrap heap uh, just a few years after being drafted. He's a little older now, um, but but since joining the Braves, four and three with a two three five ERA and double A, then he moved up was even better with Gwinnett and Triple A two and zero with a one five zero ERA, and now he gets the call up to the major leagues. And just a neat story, one of those cool feel good stories in baseball. No doubt about it. No doubt. I mean, you know, like you said, it, they, the Brewers basically gave him away uh, back there in June, and um, you know the Braves, to, to their credit. Um, Dennis Llewellyn, the pitching coach at Mississippi, he has he has worked well with a lot of pitchers. Uh, I think that you know, as I talk to Bradley Moore, he will continue to give Llewellyn some some credit for for helping him out this summer. Uh, he's left-hander, he's 89-91, um, uses both sides of the plate. I think that's probably his best asset. Uh, he's you know he's a little bit older. Um, you know, the, the time is now for him. This is not necessarily just a a young kid, but yeah, it's it's a good story. I do expect to see him make some starts. Uh, you know, at, at some point this month, they've got De La Cruz in the rotation right now. I, you know, as I mentioned last week, there's really no reason to continue to give him starts uh, when you got kids that uh, or, or guys that that could be part of your future um, sitting right there um, in your own clubhouse, right there in terms of. Bradley, and then, like I said, hopefully eventually Blair uh, gets back to form to where they want to give him some starts. But with, with Bradley, um, we'll, we'll see where, where the future, what the future holds for him. But, but these last two months have uh, certainly directed what uh, what appeared to be a lost career, especially from the Brewers' perspective, considering they, they basically just gave him the praise for a sum of cash. I mentioned Albies, and obviously he's not on the first wave, the September 1st call-ups. If he's going to come up to Atlanta, Mark, what's the time frame for when you would think that would happen? You know, I, you know, I think I've kind of written a few times that it's, it's questionable whether they do bring him up. Yeah. Um, I think that if if they do, um, you know, look, I, I think the the kid has uh, at least heard the message. I don't think you ever really have to worry about this guy. He's just 19 years old. I think they're they're being careful about you know should we bring him up at this age. I introduced him to this where maybe we don't have a lot of playing time. Do they do they want to give Jace Peterson more playing time to to continue to figure out where he is in his career? Or what you want to uh, you know do you use him as a trade piece this week or this uh, off season or do you bring him back to be a utility guy? Uh, or if Albies is not ready next year, can you count on Jace to be your everyday second baseman again? I, maybe that's what there's some value there, but. I think, look, I, at, at the end of Mississippi season, when Mississippi is done, I think that they'll have to obviously have to make the decision on Albies. Um, I would have said probably, you know, two or three days ago, I probably doubtful. Right now I'd say it's questionable whether he, he get, comes up in September. Um, and the, like I said, the club just wants to make sure he's mature enough, um, you know, not only from a physical standpoint, but, you know, just don't want to introduce him to – uh, this scene before he's too, you know, when he's 
when maybe he's too young to uh, to experience it. Definitely. He is still so young. You think of him maybe being older than Swanson because he's been in the system longer, but, but much younger, actually, than Dansby Swanson, who, who went the college route before he came to the Braves. All right, great stuff, as always, Mark. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Braves edition. For Mark Bowman, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.